1: This is a Web Canopy Studio production.
2: John,
0: you good from a, a technical perspective here? I'm not going to do anything, Tim. I'm just going to talk to Ryan. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dropping the Gloves with John Scott and my main man, Tim, the Turd Wersberger. Tim, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, Tim, you're so dramatic. How's it going, my friend?
2: The turd, huh? Turd. I walked out of the room for two seconds.
0: I know. I'm trying to get you a nickname. We need like nicknames like other cool podcasts
2: have. I was thinking a couple episodes ago, you were like, oh, we got to get your, your name on the podcast. And I was like, you you would hate that. You would hate that. I would hate that. Yeah. The Tim I'm, and John show.
0: Yeah. You'd There's a it. show in Canada. If you've ever watched sports, then it's the Tim and Sid show. I've heard of it. They're really good. But I, I just don't think it has the same ring as the Tim and John. I just think John Scott works. Well, we need a nickname. We'll work on that. If you guys have nicknames for Tim, send them in. And for me, I guess, too.
2: I don't even want to know.
0: I was talking to Ryan Reeves. I'm like, what do I call you? Like, Ryan, Rhino, Reevesy? He's like, people are calling me Uncle Cletus. (laughs) And I'm like, Uncle Cletus? What on earth? He's like, I don't know. They just call me Uncle Cletus. That is so funny. Or Reevesy. None of those really had a
2: good ring to it.
0: But we're going to talk to him later.
2: Yeah. Great episode coming out this week.
0: Very excited. We're going to have a little chat with Ryan Reeves. And uh, I know he's a pretty interesting guy.
2: He is. I mean, it just goes to show, like like with you, like once people get to know you kind of break down the barrier of who he is on the ice versus who he is as a person, It's totally different people.
0: I know, because I used to really dislike him. Yeah. And I just had this misconception, like, oh, he's just this jerk. I didn't really like the way he fought. I didn't like the way he like handled himself on the ice. He's always smiling and stuff. And we talked about it. You know, we had a good conversation. He kind of let me in on a little couple secrets he has and this and that. And, He does it well.
2: He plays the the villain pretty well.
0: It must be nice to be him. He literally has no one to fear in the NHL. Nobody. Like Ross Johnson is the closest guy
2: who would give him a run for his
0: money, and he just beat him up.
2: Not to mention he had 20 points last year.
0: Yeah, and he's on pace. He's he's on a three-game point streak now. He's got a goal and two assists in his last three. So it just must be nice to have that weight off your shoulders of not being concerned of fighting every single night because that's a huge factor. You know, if you can just go out there and play, it just opens you up so much more. Just to in play, I'm not worried about getting beat up all the time. I never, I never experienced that ever.
2: Oh, uh, the numbers you could have put up.
0: No, I'm not saying I could have his numbers. He he was telling me he was a first and second line guy when he played juniors. Really? Like he would play in the, on the first line. Like he's a he's got decent hands. He's a good player. I was never even in my men's league. I am not a goal scorer. I do not score goals. I do not know how to put the puck in the net. I'm good at hockey. I can get guys. Like, I'm giving up breakaway passes and breaking up two-on-ones and three-on-ones. And, like, I'm good in that regard. I'm good positionally. I just can't score. I, can't I was talking
2: it. to one of the guys who's, who's played on your team before, um, or at least in one of the A-leagues or whatever, and I was like, all right, this is probably about a year ago, but I was like, all right, what's the deal? Like, John, NHL player but not a goal scorer. Like, this it's impossible to guess the metric, right? Like, I'm sure people are always wondering, like, okay, if I skate with him, how good is he really? And he's like, dude, John's so good. He just like you just you just he just plays perfect defense and I'll, he'll just tell you like hey head up the ice and put your stick on your stick on the ice and I'll feed you a pass outlet pass every time and you, he would just do it every time. Yeah, that's what he that's what he said.
0: That's what I tell my forwards. Yeah, I'm like skate as fast as you can, and then cut to the middle and yeah. I'll put it on your tape and most times you'll get a breakaway, but a lot of the times they can't even handle the pass or I might mess it up a couple times or you know things happen but I do my best. That's nice. Nice little It Makes me feel good. Yeah. I had a rough game this
2: weekend. You win? We lost. We that should've... was a big one, right?
0: Yeah, it was it was an exciting game. I had a terrible first period. I just I wasn't warmed up, you know? And this team where we were playing was like a bunch of 20-year-old kids, and they just came up buzzing. I made a couple mistakes. We were down 3-0 after the first. Then we were down 4-1. Then we slowly started to come back. 4-2, 4-3, 4-4. We tied it. And then the ref gives us a penalty with a minute and a half to go. They have a power play. I go out to block a shot. It goes off my leg in the net. I'm like, great. A minute left. We're in their zone. I rip a clapper off the goalie's shoulder. Drops right in the crease. One of our guys, an open net. Doc O'Hagan, doctor in town, orthopedic surgeon. Rang it right off the post. Fully open net. The goalie was nowhere to be found. Just rips it off the post. I'm like, Doc, come on. Devastating. There was like five seconds left at that point. It would have been really great to tie it up. But and I felt good about the game. I felt good. They were the best team. They had their whole lineup. We were missing a couple top guys. We competed. We, we uh, held in there pretty well. So we'll, we'll meet them again in the finals. Yeah, you'll see them again. I know. I told my wife when I got home, I'm like, you need to come and watch me play. Because they had all their wives and girlfriends and friends. They always like have a good crowd. And we have nobody. We have a guy. He brings his grandparents, <laughs> but he wasn't there. He was one of our better players. He was gone. So we had nobody. And they had like their whole fan base. They were cheering and this and that. We have absolutely nobody. We had like eight, nine, maybe ten guys. And then we have like that's it. Would she cheer?
2: Room. Would she just sit and watch? Quietly? My wife. Yeah. She would probably not watch at
0: all. She'd bring her computer and work on stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I need I need a little support for this. I saw. I said, come to the championship game.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll we'll, bring, we'll all be there. Who's all of us? Oh, me, Danielle. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> if Danielle knows anybody, she can bring them. She doesn't know anybody who <laughs> would want to go.
0: That's in three weeks. So if we make the championship, I'll let you know. Nice. That'll be fun. I know. Next week, i got to bring pizza. I've just been talking about pizza the whole season, and I never bring beer. I'm one of those guys who just never brings beer, and I've just been milking the beer consumption the whole season. So, I'm like, I'll, I'll pick up some pizza. So, I'm going to bring three, four pizzas, get some chicken wings, bring them in. We'll have a little pizza party after the game. There you go. Yeah. Not that anybody cares what my senior <laughs> league's doing. I'm sorry. I went on and on. But, hey, what are you going to do?
2: Let's talk some hockey. Some we should talk hockey. some hockey.
0: So, yeah, no one really cares what I'm in senior league. But what are we going to do? So, I guess, yeah, we got Reeves coming up next. Heavyweight champ of the league. My good buddy, Ryan. Yeah, again, you're just texting these guys behind my back unbeknownst to me, like, making friends with all these NHL guys. You're just loving life, aren't you?
2: Reeves and I started uh, – we're going to start a podcast together without you.
0: Anyways, we're going to talk to the heavyweight champ of the of the league coming up. I'm pretty excited about this. Toughest guy in the league, arguably for the last five years, right? Four years.
2: Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, uh, the king right now. He's
0: the cat's meow. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I want to get his take – on just what it's like to, like we touched on earlier, just be able to go out and just play the game and if that's impacted him in a good way or how he's, like, changed his game. It, it'll be interesting because, gosh, he has no competition out there. I want to ask him about Evander Kane.
2: Yeah, of course. That whole rivalry. Well, you also think about how much the game has changed over the past five or ten years. We've talked about it many times. But he's managed to stay relevant. He's managed to stay at the top of the league, but not just for fighting. He's putting up points, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what his approach has been, how he's adapted and I was managed to to stay there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. He's an interesting, interesting guy, and he he has. He went from just being, I'm going to run around, and bury guys, and fight, and now he's putting up decent points. He he's getting ten to fifteen minutes a night. He's just not that one dimensional guy. So I don't know. I hope he's a cool guy. I don't know what to expect. I'm
2: I mean, gonna... he put up a career high last year. He's he's on the upswing for sure.
0: Really, yeah, nice. All right, well, let's just get to it. I hope you guys enjoy Ryan Reeves of the Vegas Golden Knights. Cheers. All right, Tim, are you ready? Let's do it. Beautiful. All right, we got Ryan Reeves here, everybody. Pretty big deal. The guy is a legit heavyweight. Me and him t- tussled a few years back. It was a pretty lame fight, but we fought. Arguably the toughest guy in the league, hands down now. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man.
1: Anytime. Good to see so,
0: you. When we scheduled this interview, I had no idea it was t- it was deadline day.
1: Yeah, that kind of slipped my mind, too, to be honest.
0: It's, so What's what have you been up to? You've been tracking the trades? You guys just yeah, got
1: Yeah, I've, I've been heavy on uh, Bob McKenzie all day. I uh, just seeing what's going on, making sure I'm staying put. But, uh, yeah, there's been some, uh, been some action around the league.
0: What do you think about you guys getting lane or what? Just strange move, I thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's just if, uh, you know, if we need, you know, if Flower goes down or something like that, you, you want maybe another number one B kind of coming in and, and doing his thing. So uh, I'm sure that's what they're looking at.
0: Yeah, Malcolm's a good goalie, but he's Yeah, not, he's been uh, good. Leonard is when he's going, he's pretty tough to beat. So yeah, I don't know. So you guys are first in the Pacific right now. Calgary and Edmonton made some moves. You guys stayed pat. You guys pretty you comfortable with your team?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know. I think if you look at our last couple weeks, uh, the teams that we're beating, um, I think everybody's comfortable with what we got in the room right now. Um, You know, we added Martinez, who's going to be. You know, good for us, but um, you know, I think we got enough fire firepower up front. You know, you're you're always got a chance when you got flour in the net. So um, yeah, I'm happy with our team.
0: Yeah, how do you think your year's been going?
1: Uh, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. I started a little slower. Um, and I, I was dealing with an injury coming out of training camp, and that kind of slowed me down a little bit. Um, you know, I played I played well for a little bit, and then I kind of slowed down for. You know, another month, and you know, this last month, I've been really happy with my game. I've been, you know, getting, you know, banging bodies again, and you know, throwing up a couple points here and there. So, you know, the, the biggest thing is obviously, you know, uh, playing that physical game. And um, there was a there was a month where I lost my fire a little bit. Uh, my wife had to call me and be like, you know, you're not. She she just said, you're not laughing in guys' faces anymore. It doesn't look like you're having fun pissing people off, and uh, it was so true. I was, you know, I wasn't getting into those scrums and laughing at people and. Uh, she kind of snapped me back into it. Now I'm uh, laughing again.
0: I love when the wife just pulls the whip a little bit. Like, let's go, let's go, big boy. Come on. Yeah, man. exactly. On. It's, and I'll tell you what, I always hated going in the scrum with you and you had that big old grin on your face. I'm like, this guy is just <laughs> smiling in my face and I want to knock his block off. And he just.
1: You, you, you know what? I, I learned early that it, it's, it's something that pisses people off so oh. much because if you're in a scrum with somebody and he's just laughing in your face, Little, like what can you do? You're gonna chirp at him. He's just gonna keep laughing. Like obviously, it's not affecting him. So I I learned that at a, at a very, very young in my career that that was uh, the best way to go about things. I hated it. you. Do you
0: remember a guy named? He's still playing in the in the A. Liam O'Brien would do that too. Yep. And oh, yeah. I hate that guy to this day. I cannot <laughs> stand him. And I I don't know what it is. You guys, I I couldn't do it. I I could not just somehow just smile. Otter did that too.
1: Well, an otter. You know what? Otter was a big part of that for me too. Was uh, you know when I met him, his first thing he said was, "If you can't take a joke, you are a joke." Um, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You know, hockey's a fun hockey's a fun game, but like you, you can't get you can't get riled with people chirping you. You know, somebody says you're, you know, everybody tells me I'm a bad hockey player, but I would say, yeah, I know. Yeah. So okay, well now now are you taking that chirp? You know what I mean? I so know. He, got to be able to take it if you're going to dish it, and uh, uh, that's, that's a big part of it.
0: Otter's the guy who made me turn my perception of you because I used to just hate you. I was like, this kid is just, like, running around like he runs the league. Like, what's his deal? And then Otter, I'm pretty good friends with him, and he went to St. Louis, and he's like, this, no, he's a good kid. Like, Ryan, like, he's awesome. He, one of the guys, I'm like, all right, sounds good. Then what's and, you know,
1: That's how it always is with us, too, is, you know, if you don't know the guy off the ice – And, you know, especially the way we play. Like, I used to hate you, too. But I always there's always guys that I know that if I met them off the ice, I would be boys with. And, like, you're one of them. And, you know, I say this about uh, Tom Wilson. I cannot stand that guy on the ice. And everybody knows that. I hate him on the ice. I guarantee you if I met him off the ice, we would be boys.
0: I don't think you would say that about Evander
1: Kane. No, no, no. That's one I would not say that about. No, I, I don't think we're getting along.
0: I got a few guys like that. Tom Sestito, I hated, absolutely hated. I oh, still yeah? to this day. But that Colt Nor, I met him a few times. He's a nice guy. We jived, jived well. So that's too funny, too funny. Tim, you want to jump in? You got anything to
2: say? Yeah, I mean, Ryan, like you know, John mentioned you're sort of definitely the toughest guy in the league at this point. And I'm wondering, like, do you consider yourself that? And then who do you who would you consider is like the
1: next toughest? Who's who's the, the next in line here? Yeah, I mean. Uh, I guess I would – yeah, I would guess I would consider myself that. You know, uh, that Ross Johnson's a pretty tough kid. Um, you know, we just bought – uh, I'll give you a little backstory behind that. So last time we were in the aisle, uh, I bumped Barzell and just, like, kind of got in his face and was laughing at him. And uh, Ross Johnson came over and just started chirping. He was like, you're not the toughest guy in the league anymore. You're old news. And I said, well, who, who said that? He's like, I did. I was like, well, who are you? He's like, I'm the jury. I was like, well, well, wait, you haven't fought enough people to be the jury yet. And we didn't fight that game. So then he asked me off the draw. And uh, I caught him with a hard right. And his eye was all black. And I looked at him in the box. I was like, not so old news, am I? And you could just tell. He was like, yeah, I guess not. Like, you caught me with one. All right, you still still got it. How old are you? How old are you? I'm thir- I mean, I am old. Don't get me wrong. I'm thirty-three. I'm old, but not I'm not. I'm not old. You. I'm not old news yet.
0: No, you. I'm the judge, baby.
1: Yeah, exactly. About
0: that's funny. I can't. That's a terrible chirp. I'm the jury. Yeah, he's
1: he's young. He doesn't. He hasn't got the chirps yet.
0: I always thought less was more when I was playing. I'm like the less I say, I think guys feared me more if I just kind of stared through them.
1: Absolutely. And that's that's where this, that's where the laughing, and the smiling comes into play.
0: Is yeah, these guys just let's fight, let's go, let's go. I would just try to stare right through it, and I was like, all right, let's go. Like I, yeah. I you know, that's how that's how it went. So okay, Tim, you want to ask anything else? <laughs> I got time. Keep going. Oh, okay. Let's talk about Kaner Evander. How did that whole thing start? Because you guys, I I just figured you play a similar type of game. You guys, I just. I thought you would be buddies or at least respect each other. How does that come about where you guys literally just hate each other?
1: You know, it was like every time we played, he was one of those guys that always says, you know, I would beat the, sh- I would beat the crap out of you. He would. Right? It, you know, and it was, it was always. Like when he was in Buffalo, you know, he would do something, he'd run somebody, and I'd go after him. He was like, you know, I'd beat the blocks off you, blah, blah, blah. And he would just always say it. And I was like, okay, well, do something about it then. Yeah. But it was, it was almost, what have we been now? 10 years. It's been, it was nine years of not doing anything. And, you know, at some point you're going to have to back it up. Like you can't just talk all that and and not back it up at some point. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of and for, and for him, he was just one of those guys that never back, he refused to back it up, refused to drop the gloves just one time. And it just, it just turned into a hatred. Like I just, I got no respect for guys who who say they're tougher than you and then just won't do anything about it.
0: 100% agree. That's why I had an issue with Tom Cicito because he would always talk a big game. you like, ah, oh, buddy, I would knock you out. I'm like, well, I'm right here. Yeah.
1: This. Yeah. Party. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. So I was in this situation that you were in last year when your former team won the cup. I got traded from Chicago at the deadline. Then they won the cup the next year. Is did that sting a little bit? Or were you happy for those guys?
1: Uh, I was happy for, you know, the friends on the team uh, that I still had. The team changed quite a bit, actually, over that that one year. Yeah. Um, You know, I was happy for, you know, Steiner, Schwartzy, Bertuzzo, Jake Allen, you know, Tarasenko, you know, guys that I played with. I was happy for them. I was happy for the city. I wasn't happy for the team, no. You know, like, you you never want to get traded from a team, and then they go and win the cup. You know, it's kind of like, obviously – obviously you're not the reason why they weren't winning the cup. That's not how it goes, but that's kind of, you know, it's kind of in the back of your mind. It's like, well, shit, was I, you know, was I the problem there, but you know, you know, you're not the problem, but it's just, you don't want to be that piece that they move and then go win. So, you know, I was happy for the boys, but you know, I wasn't happy for the team, I guess.
0: Yeah. What's it like? uh, I, I only played a handful of playoff games, three or four. What's it like, like you're a legit contributor now. You play 12 minutes a game. Like you're not this goon who just skates around and just has a one dimension to his game. Like how satisfying is that to be arguably one of the toughest guys of your generation and still to put up points and produce and like you do a lot of stuff that I don't think people realize you do and you change games just by your presence. That's got to kind of feel kind of good.
1: Yeah, it does, you know, mostly because – you know as as that you know the new wave of the NHL was coming through and you know guys like us were getting weeded out um i had to i had to change my game you know you know when you were in the league guys like you were in the league i had to go to the gym and work out and just pump weights and box all summer because i had to prepare to fight guys like you yeah. and and then all of a sudden you know guys started getting uh you know slowly guys started getting weeded out of the league and now it's okay. Well, now I got to work on my skills a little more. Now I got to work on my speed. I got to be able to keep up with these guys that are, you know, flying around the ice because if I can't play physical, let's be honest, you know, my, you know, I had 19 points last year, but 19 points without playing physical isn't, you know, I'm not going to make any team doing that. So um, I had to be able to catch guys still. And uh, I, I worked on my speed nonstop, my power in my legs. You know, I did a lot of skill stuff in the summer and kind of transformed my game a little bit. I think that's that's the one thing I take the most pride in is being able to adapt to the, a changing league.
0: No, oh, and it's notable. So I watch you a lot because I, I root for San Jose because I play for oh, the ice court. Yeah, yeah
1: you were there. That's right. I was
0: there. They're, they're good friends of mine, a lot of them. And, man, that playoff series, it was crazy watching you buzz around the ice. I was like, this guy's, like, 230 pounds probably. What are you, like, 220? 2,
1: 225
0: and you're arguably one of the faster guys on the ice. It's
1: unbelievable. Well, well, I'm like a I'm like a, a big rig. Once I start going, it's like a big rig going downhill. It's tough to start uh, stop, but it's uh, it takes a little bit to start up. You know, those it was first impressive. First three strides are take a little little bit.
0: <laughs> you changed a lot of those games. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, who do you guys want in the playoffs? Then, who do you match up well with? What What's the next step? What is there? Twenty games left. What are you guys looking to do here?
1: Yeah, you know it. I don't know if there's like a, a matchup on, we really look for. Um, obviously, you want you want to be able to get first place so you can let those you know two and three kind of beat up on each other. Yeah. Um, you, you want to have that. You want to be able to play that wild card team that's just kind of pushing to get into the playoffs because um, you know they're not easy series, obviously, but maybe a little bit easier. You want you want those two yeah. and three to to really have a you know a seven game tough goal guys getting hurt you know you don't want guys to get hurt but guys getting banged up so it's a you know a, t- a tough series for him
0: what's it like i never got the chance to play in vegas what's it like there is it is it cool like you live off the strip or what's the yeah line?
1: oh yeah we i live i just moved actually i live like 15 minutes from the strip now okay. um our practice rink is like 25 minutes from the strip nobody nobody lives down near the strip it's uh you know when, when you live here You would think you go to the Strip a lot, and, I mean, I've maybe been there. Besides dinners, I've maybe been down there two, three, four times all year. You probably don't gamble. No, I'm not at all. I like my money. Yeah, I don't gamble at all. I don't, I don't make enough to gamble.
0: I haven't seen any pictures of a hundred dollar bills stacked up on your. No, uh, and that's the
1: other thing I can never get a hold of him Cause he's always calling on those big stacks. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't have that phone service. <laughs>
2: so,
1: Ryan, I want it. It's okay.
2: Go no, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> I gotta jump in when I find my moments. Um, Ryan, you mentioned like the league's changed and you had to kind of change with it. Like, Uh, As they shifted away from fighting over the last five or ten years, and what's your take on that? Do you think that's the right move? Do you think that's kind of a mistake? Is there some kind of balance in the middle they can find?
1: Yeah, I don't think you know. I think they're going to keep doing it, uh, and they're going to keep trying to push it out until until a guy like me catches. You know, it's tough to catch McDavid, but catches one of these superstars, and all of a sudden, oh, we don't have anybody to answer the bell, and you know, you got an injured superstar because I'm running around and there's, you know, there's no repercussions of it. And I think it's just going to take one of those instances for them to say, okay, maybe we do need fighting hockey. So, you know, they they can keep pushing it out as much as they want. But the fact of the matter is hockey is a fast physical sport and without fighting guys, you know, guys are going to get hurt. They're going to be making liberties.
0: Did your game change when you played against a guy like Steve McIntyre or myself or Brian McGrattan? Did you have that in the back of your mind? Like, I'm going to have to fight this guy? Or did you just say- Yeah,
1: early in the career, for sure. Uh, I definitely watched, you know, when I was in St. Louis my first couple of years, I watched fights before every game to see how guys came in, see how, you know, how they threw, if they're a lefty. Um, you know, I I don't do that anymore unless I don't know who the guy is. Like, yeah. you know, when I fought that Sabrin, I never heard of him. And somebody told me he was a fighter. And good thing I looked before because he was a lefty. And, you know, you you, for me, I always want to know if I'm fighting a lefty because it changes a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. I got beat up by Justin Johnson. I didn't know he was a lefty. He just
1: copied yeah. I was like, damn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. So
0: that's cool. What was I going to ask you? Oh yeah. Are you guys recognized in Vegas? You guys are like the top dog
1: there. Oh yeah. Like when you you
0: grab dinner and be like, Oh, there's Reeves. Cool.
1: Yeah. It's uh, you, you wouldn't think in a city like this, but you know, there's, there's too many, there's 2 million people in the city. So, you know, the strip, the strip a little bit less because that's not all locals. You get recognized more by the people working on the strip than, obviously people walking around the strip cause those are all people they are just coming in from out of town. Um, but yeah, when we go for dinners around here, yeah, that's, it's tough to get around. How's the wife and kids like it there? They love it. You know, Vegas is, it's so much different than what you would expect it to be. When, when I got traded here, all I thought was there's the strip and there's nothing outside of it. Yeah. And like outside of the strip is, it's so nice. Like it's surrounded by mountains and there's, you know, there's communities. every there. we, we live out in Summerlin, and there's just, you know, everything we want to do is out in Summerlin. You know, they got a, they got a little casino hotel out there, that, you know, with a bunch of restaurants. If we want to go there, there's a bunch of nice restaurants, you know, here and there. Stuff to do for the kids. There's parks. You know, it's just a, it's a regular city. There's 2 million people, so there's, you can't just have 2 million people going to the Strip every day.
0: Yeah, and then you're going to get the Raiders
1: next year. That'll be cool. Big fan. You should check out the shirt. Tom, Big Raiders he, fan.
0: Tom Brady's going to be there. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. They're gonna pick him up. I just saw an article. I was reading this before. This new first-round draft pick, Joe Burrow. Everyone's all freaking out because he only has nine-inch hands. And I was like, that's so bizarre that they measure your hand with for a quarterback to hold the ball. And I was like, I wonder if we would measure fists for fighters if the surface area would make a difference.
1: And I was like, ah, it's probably. Stupid. Well, I'm sure it makes a difference. I don't know if it'd make a draft difference, but it would make a difference.
0: I know. I just can't imagine measuring your hand. It's like, oh, it's only nine inches. Sorry, Joe.
1: Maybe, maybe it's because, like, if you get hit while you're holding the ball in one hand, your grip strength, maybe. I don't know.
0: That's probably exactly what it is.
2: Tim, you got anything else for the interview? One, one final question, Ryan. I was in uh, – we're, we're located in Michigan, but I was traveling to Minneapolis last week. And we actually caught the wild game. Um, oh, yeah. And I was five or ten minutes late, and I show Tim up. Was and
0: chirping said, you, Ryan. He's like, Reeves was being an idiot out there. What? That, that is yeah. Not what it is. That's not what What were they doing? Uh, He's like he was punching Dumba. He was running around, horse's mouth. He's like Reeves was being an idiot out there.
2: Keep my name out of your mouth, John. <laughs> uh, but I did want to ask because I, I showed up five or ten minutes late, and you were on your hands and knees in the corner. I didn't see what happened. What was what happened there?
1: I uh, I ran Dumba, and he uh, the puck came back in front of the net, and he two-handed me right in the nuts. <laughs> and that was the second time in like a week and a half or two weeks that I got hit in the nuts, and. Uh, just crumbled me. It was bad. Was, I've the boys have had a tough go the last couple weeks. i you <laughs> definitely not any more kids. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody tweeted that out right after. Like, hopefully, he's not having any more kids.
0: Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Thank you for joining uh our podcast episode. Anytime.